0: Hey, good morning you guys. Good morning. Uh, hope you're doing awesome on this Sunday morning and uh, good things are going on. Uh, lots going on here at Burlington Church Church. Just uh, served some pancakes Saturday morning to a bunch of people and uh, got to eat some sausage and hang out with a bunch of people. It was a lot of fun. And I uh, wish you were here. Wish you could have joined us somewhat. Uh, had a great time on our fishing trip last week. Got a couple pics for you to show. This is the, the crew. Uh, the crew of uh, mighty, mighty fishermen led by uh, George Adrian's uh, charters and his uh, son over here, TJ. And this is the wahoo that we caught. The wahoo uh, was our prize fish of the ke- of the week uh, down in the Keys. We caught hundreds and hundreds of fish. But this was the beast of them all. And so very, 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 very tasty. We uh, jump into a new series for the next uh, five, six weeks uh, called uh, Core Values, Core Values. Um, and what we're gonna be doing is focusing on the things that are really, really, really important. Five values that we hold to uh, to be true and critical and priorities as believers as, and as a church. Uh, these are the things that are the, the the driving force behind everything that we do. These are our core values. Uh, we have them on our wall in our building: Bible, prayer, teaching, belonging, and our in the mission, the mission of Jesus. Five core values. There are other things that are really you know cr- critical things, but they all fit in here. We feel in some way, these five things are critical to our life. And critical to uh, the church as we live in this world And so what I want to do today as we get moving toward our core values and we'll begin those uh, five next week I want to do a little springboard action into our topic uh, so today is going to be kind of like setting the stage for for what I want to talk about over the next five weeks um, and, and what I'd like to do today as we springboard into this topic with you is um just get us to like remove all the distractions around us right now and, and let God speak to our hearts. Like really tune in here and tune into what God wants to, to say to us today and what he wants to do in us today. This is more this is more than just head knowledge. This is not just about learning something, this is about being changed, letting God go deep into our heart and get us to really think about our life. Some self dissecting, almost like some, you know, give me the scalpel and the pliers and whatever else, the gauzes, and we're going to do a little heart surgery today. Uh, and, And I hope and pray that God is going to move and speak to you in a big big way. Do you guys remember the movie Journey to the Center of the Earth, 2008? uh, And then some other remixes after that, but Journey to the Center of the Earth, it's about a group of people go on a journey, they end up getting trapped in this mountain cave, and the next thing they know, they're on this wild adventure, this crazy, crazy wild adventure, uh, deeper and deeper into the earth. It's crazy. The whole idea of the movie, This great adventure uh, is to the center of the earth. They're moving toward the center, the very core. They're exploring the very, very, think about the core of the earth. It's a wild adventure full of twists and full of turns and surprises and dangers and risks. Because when you explore to the core, That's just the way it is. So today, as we head out on like what I'm considering our voyage to the center of important things, the plan is that we would go to the very core. The very core, like there's a lot of things involved in Christianity and the church and our lives and all this stuff that's kind of on the surface of our life. But what I'd like to do is, take a deep dive into the core the very heart the very center of our walk with Jesus and the truths that we must hold on to deep within us that will affect everything about us all the external stuff these are huge these are big these are important and my hope in this series is that when it comes to these key truths of God the things that we must hang on to as a church and as people, what I would like us to do is get to the heart. Let's get to the heart of not just the core issues of the Bible, but the core values of my life and your life and our life and the church's life. That's what I hope will happen. Now we will keep the essential things essential. And if they've wandered off, we'll get them back in place. That our priorities and our values as a church will be exactly what God wants them to be. They will be the most important things. So many times along life's journey, as we walk through this life, things get all jumbled out of place. They get all loose and they get all whacked out. Like the chaos of the week, the business of life, the family, kids, work, all these things get going a million miles an hour and, and we get all out of balance. And what we have to do from time to time is get things back in order. Like, and we do this, we do this by setting the most important things back where they belong first. And you don't start with the small things. You gotta start with the big things and get them in order first, and then everything else will find its place. This is biblical, this is truth, this is right out of the scripture. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. That's that's the priorities of core values. The values of God are the big things in this world that we must get in place. We don't start by getting the little things in place first because if you do, you will not have room in your life for the most important things. We cannot, we should not, we must not, we will not let the little things of this world, the, 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 the circumference things of this world, the the things on the, the fringe and the edge and the little things of life, we will not allow them to crowd out the critical things. The devil would love for you to let the little things crowd out the more important things. In fact, that's what he does in this world. That's why this world is in chaos. That's why our leaders have been hijacked by whacked out thinking. And that's why we, in our own lives, we get frustrated because the most important things, the solid things, have gotten out of place, and we've allowed little things in our life to take their place. <laughs> Forrest Gump once said, life is like a box of, you got it, chocolates, but this little professor said, life is more like a glass jar. He stood before his class, this professor, and he said, your life is like This jar, it's like a jar. And and all of life's ingredients could be broken down into three categories, sand, pebbles, and rocks. He said the sand is like the little things of life. You know, all the things out there that we do that, give or take, they don't have to be there, but they're there and they're part of our lives. He said the pebbles are like the next layer of things that are a little more important to our lives, but we can live without some of them. Uh, but they're, they're there. They're there and they're key things that we, we do and have to have and to live on this earth, to live human lives. But then he said, the rocks, those are the most important things. Those are the critical things of life. You have got to have those things in your life if you are going to live a good life, a solid life, a healthy life. And so he took this jar and he said, if you start, if you start by putting in the sand... And you've probably seen this illustration done. If you start by dumping all the little things into your life first, and then the pebbles, your life will not have room for the rocks. They won't fit. They simply won't fit. Because all the little things and the the secondary things will crowd them out of your life. He said, but if you will start with the big things and get them in the jar first, and then add... The, the, the medium things, the middle things, and then add the sand, it will all fit into that jar neatly. It's an amazing illustration. It's a great illustration. How everything will fit perfectly into place in our life if we'll put the big things, the most important things first. It will be important for you and me today to rethink, rethink what are the small things of our life What are the medium-sized things of our life? And what are the big things of our life? We just started this new year, 2023. We've just come through this COVID pandemic and all the chaos of this. Life is going back to somewhat normality, at least a new norm in a crazy world that got crazier through COVID and now continues to be even more crazy. But, but life for us is more of a, now we're going again, we're gonna set out again, and it's, it'll be really important for us as we begin this year to get the most important things back where they belong. Because my guess is over the last couple of years, they've all gotten whacked out in, in different places. Now is the time, now is the time, and I hope today will be the beginning of this for you and me, that we will take seriously what God wants in our life, what God considers to be really important for you and me and and what what isn't. That we don't have time to do everything. You can't do everything. You have to decide what's important. These are the things in my life and we have to make decisions to, to put them there and to keep them there and to not let other things crowd them out in matthew chapter 5 through 7 is the sermon on the mount jesus has got this crowd of people they're all gathered around and he's teaching them on this mountainside. right it's really a cool setting just out there talking teaching crowds of people it's very public lots of people there all kinds of truths murder adultery oaths divorce the needy fasting worry judging Lots of topics in life. The Bible covers just about every topic of life that you and I will ever deal with. It touches on just about everything in some way. And in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says this. And this, this, is, this is why we're talking about what we're talking about today, because of what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21. This is the core. This is about getting to the heart of it all. Jesus says, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth. Just that one line alone should begin moving us back to the right direction, back toward God. Because my guess is most of us live our lives storing up treasures on earth. Most of the things that we consider, even though we would say God is the most important person in our life or stuff like that, the way we live, our lives, if we look at the way we're living, how our lives, what, we, what we're doing, most of us are living as if storing up treasure on earth is our number one thing. And Jesus says, do not. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys. And where thieves do not break in and steal for, look, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Notice those two words, treasure and heart, treasure. Where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Jesus is teaching this crowd and he says, look, look, we know how people live on the planet. Do not store up for yourself treasures. On this earth, the things that the world that you consider to be treasures don't store them up on this planet don't have piles of your stuff the stuff of this world simply won't last and they get broken and they will get stolen instead Jesus says live to store up for yourself treasures in heaven where they can't get stolen things that can't be broken things that thieves can't break in and steal and the most important truth in this message today is, is what jesus says here at the end of the, the verse verse 21 he says where your treasure is there your heart <laughs> The very core of who you are the very center of who you are is that's where it will be also where your treasures are your heart will be let that just kind of sink in just really think about that meditate on God's Word right here this this passage and what Jesus is saying to these people and what Jesus is saying to you and me and note the power of treasures. Notice the power of treasures. Jesus does not say where your heart is, your treasure will be. He says where your treasure is, your heart will follow. That is powerful. The treasures of this world, the physical attractions and the physical like enticements of the world are powerful. He says, where your treasure is, Where your eyes are, where your interests are, where your values are, where your toys are, where your involvements are, your expenditures, your investments, your allegiances, how you spend your time and your talents and your skills and your treasure, how you spend your life in these ways. These are your treasures. And where they are, your heart is. The physical Nature of the world has the power to drag your heart down. Where your treasures are, Jesus says your heart will follow. That's powerful, that's powerful. That's telling you and me that the physical things of this world have the ability to drag people to hell. Remember, there's this huge crowd, right? Jesus gets them to consider treasures. He's talking about treasures, and he uses this like probing statement to get his hearers to consider like their priorities and their values and their beliefs. He's trying to probe into their heart to get them stirred up, to think about their lives and what's important to them. What do you treasure? What's important to you are your values. Are your values, really, the ones that you say are your values. Are they truly your values? You know there's a lot of people who say that God is the most important person to me or the most important thing to me that's what they'll say God's the most important person in my life but then they live as though I run the show I run the show it's all about me it's all about my decisions it's about my logic it's about my thinking it's about my understanding it's about me God's there somewhere but but it's really me running the show not really doing the things of God, not really serving God, not living out the great commission of God. And the fruit of their lives does not represent God at all. It represents something else, the things that they're into and the things that are coming out of their life. It's not God at all. But God is the most important person to their life. The Bible says, the Bible says, you could say and talk all you want. You can claim that Jesus is this or Jesus is that. Just watched uh, on, on TV how the quarterback of the winning team of the Super Bowl, how he brags about how God, how Christ is all about this in his life. He's number one in my life. And then you see him in social media, drunk as a skunk, acting like an idiot. Not sure those two things go together very well. I'm not sure you're representing God really well when you do that. If he's the most important person to you, then why are you going out and doing that kind of stuff? The Bible says, you will know them by their fruits. That's it. What are they doing? What are they they doing? Now, what are they saying? What are they doing? What's coming up out of their life? What is the fruit of their life? That's how you judge them, by the fruit of their life, not by what they say. Jesus says, here's how you can test your values. Here's how you test them. Here's how you can know for sure what's most important to you, right? Because most people that are Christian or consider themselves Christian or consider themselves followers of Jesus on a deeper level, truly think and believe that they are following God, but they have allowed the things of the world to creep in and our habits and our activities and our behaviors are not lining up with the faith that we claim to live by. Here's how you can test your values, Jesus says. Here is how you can know for sure what is most important to you. What's really at the core of your life. This is how Jesus is getting the crowd to think about this. And he simply says, where your treasures are, that's where your heart is too. And so... It's a call to evaluate, we must evaluate that. We must evaluate that as we're just sitting here, just letting the word of God's truth just sink into our heart, sink into our mind, keeping distractions out, we're just letting God kind of go deeper, a spirit move in our hearts and evaluate ourselves right now, right here in this moment. And so what what are your treasures? Got to ask ourselves, what are my treasures? What matters most to me? What matters most to us? What do we spend our time on? What do we spend our money on? What do we spend our energy on? What do we spend our, our thoughts on? What is it that you are chasing in this world? Like really, what is it? What is it that occupies your life? What is it that you think about? What is it that you read about? What is it that you dream about? Cars, jobs, money, investments, sports, hobbies, music, video games, social media, YouTube, TikTok, people? What do you spend your time and your talent and your treasures and your energy on? And and it's not that Jesus is suggesting that these things in our life are evil in and of themselves. They're not evil. But if we are wrapped up in these things more than we are wrapped up in Jesus and his work, living out his word in this world and carrying out the mission that Jesus has given to us, then Jesus is probably not at the core. He's not at the heart of who we are. Something else has become our treasure and that is where your heart truly is. You know what we don't really see a whole lot of in our world anymore is these things. Not not that we saw them a lot, but like if you went to certain buildings, like government buildings, You would see these on a wall, in the building, in the lobby, or out front, or somewhere. You would see the Ten Commandments. You know, you'd see them there. We don't see them very often in our world. The Ten Words. The world has ripped them away from the public places, haven't they? And we can see, and we can feel, the effects. Since this has happened in our lifetime you know, if you're older, <laughs> like our right. age. These have been ripped out of the public square and the effects of this kind of attitude and behavior, we, we are seeing the effects of that today. We are We are bearing the fruit of ripping out these seeds. But the first commandment says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. And so if there is something else, in our life in the place of god and we 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 kind of know that that we have allowed things to get bigger than god in our life like if you're if you're not living your life like saturated with god just like god is is involved in all of the things of your life like 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 you're so addicted to God, that 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 God is a part of it all, that whatever you do, you're thinking, God, is God cool with this? Is it okay with God? Does this line up with God's word? If you're not living your life with a consciousness and a, a lens of God that you're looking through at everything through you know God's truth, then something else has taken the place of God. You are looking through the lens of something And if that's true, if, if you're looking through the lens of money, or you're looking through the lens of, lens of success, that everything that you do and say and all that you're involved in is because you're you're looking to get the best investment or you're looking to get the, the most out of it or you're looking to get something for yourself, to, to build yourself up or to climb up some kind of ladder. If your lens isn't the God lens, that is guiding your life, then something else has taken the place of God in your life. And the best thing that you and I can do, if that is true, is admit it. First, admit it. Then identify it. And then end it. Like, just end it. Just don't. Just make a a change. Make a change. Maybe it's time for, for some of us to reorganize. Maybe it's time for us to dump the jar out and, and, and redo it, reorganize it, get it right. Get the big things in there first, get the, sand, the, the medium things in there second, and then the sand, whatever sand will fit, we'll, we'll allow that in. But first the priorities are going in first and the idols have got to go, they got to go. We've got to get rid of those things. They've taken the place of Jesus in our life, and they got to go. Not just in our lives, but also in the church. If these things have crowded out the church, the the, 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 the most important things in the church, they, they've got to go. Idols have got to go. If people are attached to things, it's got to go. It's just got to go. I don't care what it is. If they're attached to stuff in the building or things or certain ways of doing things that are not biblical... And they become idols. They've got to go. First Peter, Peter said this, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Peter is saying, look, represent Jesus well on the earth. As followers of Christ, live in such a way that Jesus is at the very heart of your life. And Jesus is your greatest treasure. See, if he's your greatest treasure, then your heart will be there too. But if something else is your greatest treasure, then there's no way Jesus will be there at the heart. That treasure is at the heart. That we would consciously put Jesus first. And this is not going to happen by accident. This, Jesus will not accidentally be on the throne of your life. In your free will, we must remove the idols and get Jesus back on the throne. We have to do that consciously by our free will and decisions. Follow Jesus closely, so very closely. Like, let the, let the dust of the master I love that analogy. Jesus walking down the road and the disciples are following Jesus and they're all like bumping into each other and everybody wants to be right there behind Jesus, listening to every word that he says, letting the dust of the master cover them. And the more dust that covers you, that only means that you are walking closer to him. Listening closer not wanting to miss a single word, and that the teachings of his word, that the teachings of his word and prayer and belonging to this this following of Jesus and carrying out the Great Commission, those five core values would be our core values, would be so important to us. DC Talk, greatest hip-hop band uh, back in the day, all every youth that I ever worked with through forty years of youth ministry, DC Talk was the band. We went to many concerts. Went to played their videos all over the place. But they they have a song called "Consume Me." Consume me. Consume me. You know that'll be our cry. That was their cry. The song "Consume Me," God. Consume me. Draw me to you. Help me get my head, and my heart consumed on you and 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 that was in the lyric the lyric was this without you i'm incomplete it's useless it's life is useless if you are not the most important person to me life is a waste consume me See, DC Talk, you might say, had a God addiction, a good addiction. Consume me. And I believe that God wants to consume me. He wants to consume us. He wants to be so intimately involved in our life. I believe that God wants that for every one of us. But that's really not the issue. The big question isn't, does God want to consume me? The big question, question is, what consumes you? What consumes me? What are we consumed by? See, what we need to do is come back like to the heart of worship, and even more than that, come back to the heart of Jesus, that our heart and his heart would be united, would be one, that we would want what he has for us. And that's all we would want. Yes, we have to live in this world. Yes, we have kids. Yes, we have grandkids. Yes, we go and carry out business and we do our thing. But that we keep always in mind that this is lower level of living our lives. The higher level of living is doing what God wants. And that we would never let the lower living of life overtake the God things of our life. That the priorities and the big things are the things of God and the medium and the little things are the things of this world and we would never let them get there. We would let God consume us and we would be consumed by God. And that the windows that we would recognize that the windows and the doors to the reality of God being at the very core of who we are, that his heart and our heart being united is that our treasures, there are treasures, the treasures that we hold to and value and cling to. These are the things that determine whether or not Jesus is at the core. They determine our our values and our treasures, determine our heart because our treasures, because where our treasures are, what we treasure the most is where our heart is. And if it's on things, then that's where our heart is. If it's Jesus, then that's where our heart is. See, our core values as believers are directly connected to our faith in God. God focused values, eternal values, spiritual priorities, centered in the very word of God. And the things of the thing about our core values is this. They're just the beginning. They're the beginning. They're the foundational thing. The core values are not the end in of themselves, they're just this, the beginning, they're the seed they must, if they're truly in us, these core values, then they will produce something for God. They're gonna produce something in our life. There has to be fruit that comes from our lives because of these core values that are in us. And we are producing something because of the core values in us, and we have to look at what are we producing. That is a reflection of the core values that are deep within our heart. You see, Christ-centered core values have a purpose. These core values of God, they have a purpose. They are alive and active like the word of God, and they have a mission in your life. These core values are on a mission. They are not the end result, but the seed, and the end result must be The end result of these core values in our life for me and for you, they must be that we are giving ourselves back to Jesus, that we are living our lives the way Jesus gave his life for you and me in hopes that others would come to know Jesus. See, the ultimate act of love and the very heart of God is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. This is the heart of God. And if the heart of God is in us, and it's our heart, then our priority is being like him and giving of ourselves that others might come to know Jesus. See, this is the heart of God. The God things are the eternal things. These things are the big things. The eternal things are the big things of our life. Worldly values, on the other hand, are typically wealth-centered. They involve climbing ladders and crushing the competition. They might involve family. They might involve family, but only for worldly purposes, like eat and drink and be married and have as much fun as you can while you, while you can. Grab all the gusto you can. That's the world's idea of values without God. They're worldly. In worldly values, success is measured by riches and likes and followers and friends and and tweets and hits and reviews. Worldly values are the small things. They are the sand of our lives and we should never make them the critical things. They should never be bigger than the God things. His will, His way, His truth. Never. Jesus came and He died on a cross so that we would have the big things even available to us. See, without Christ's coming, we don't even have the big things of God available. But with His coming came the big things of God to hold on to and to put into our life as, as key values, as critical values for our life. Jesus makes God-centered core values even possible so that our hearts would be fixed on him and that we would have hope, that we would have eternal life. If the small things have become your big things, then it's time for us to make an adjustment. It's time to make some kind of change Change might need to be what's made in your life because where your treasures are, wherever your treasures are, there your heart is too. So what's at the core of your life? What's at the core of you? What is at the very core of who you are? Where is your heart? Where are your treasures? What are your treasures? And and who, who that is among us needs to put their faith and trust in Jesus, maybe for the first time? Maybe again, who is it that needs to put Jesus on the throne of their life today and get things in the right order? Put the big things of God where they belong first, I wonder if there's anyone among us who needs to do that today. Who here needs to maybe repent and say, God, forgive me for allowing the little things of this world to crowd out the things of God, to crowd out the things that are more important? Who needs to repent and maybe be immersed into Christ, be baptized into Jesus today? Let me encourage you don't put it off. If you have never given your life to Christ, then put the the most important person in all of human history, first in your life. Get them in your life first. If you've never done that, talk to somebody. Find out what it is you need to do to get Jesus at the very core of your life first so that then the the rest of the big things will find their place, and then everything else will find its place in your life. If you need somebody to talk to, you want to talk to somebody about that, please. Send me a text, send me a note. I'd love to be the guy to talk to you about that. You guys have a great day. Remember core values. We're gonna dig into five different ones each the next five weeks, those most important things that we've got to put in our life. But maybe for the next week, let's, let's clean house, evaluate. What's got to go? And I pray that the Holy Spirit will just move in our hearts, that we'll be receptive to that, that we'll say, God, speak to my heart this week. Move in me, bring to my attention things that need to go. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next time.